Thank you, worship team. Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. Great to have you on this beautiful day. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm your senior pastor here at the Church of the Warm Heart. It is a blessing to see each and every one of you. If you're joining us online, hello, welcome to you. I know we got people watching from the East Coast to West Coast today, from North to South. And I was just told this past weekend that I didn't know this. We have, we have a family watching from the Dalles, Oregon. So hello to the Dalles. About once... Once a month, we like to say hello to our online guests, so could you do me a favor? Could you just turn around and look at the camera back there and just just wave hello to everyone? We are blessed to have you a part of our church wherever you are joining us, and we just pray that you find a blessing in today's service. In every row and every pew, there is a blue attendance pad. Please sign in. Let us know that you're here, and if there's other people next to you, just pass it on down, and that way you could also sneak and see what their names are, but uh, appreciate you doing that. We are the Church of the Warm Heart, and that means a lot of things, but it, uh, it means that when people come in here, we just pray that they feel the love of Christ, that they feel the love of everyone within this room. We are not the, uh, the, the frozen chosen, uh, just, just, uh, we're, we're, we're a people that likes and, 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 and loves, and my wife knows that you are all huggers. Some of you are huggers. I come home. Uh, she goes, my wife goes to the first service, so when I come home uh, a little later on, she, you know, I give my wife a hug, and she smells, you smell like six, diff- six different perfumes. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> some of our older folk are huggers, and uh, we appreciate that. And some of you would, uh, just like smiling, that's fine. Let's, let's practice now. Turn to your neighbor and smile in a loving, kind Christian way, not in a creepy way. <laughs> Awesome. Well, our musicians, I'll invite them to come on up. They're going to lead us in songs. Let's stand and sing our opening worship songs together, Hymn of Heaven. Amen. 
Good. 
for the simple gifts in our lives. Teach us to live humbly, to acquire only that which we need, to let go of what we don't need, and to share and give with generous hearts. In all things, may we put your kingdom first. And today, Lord, we pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. in Christian love.
Children's time for those like grade five on down. Good to see you. Mentally, you're grade five. Let's see. Some of the some of my most most fun people don't know what they want to be when they grow up. That's pretty cool. Oh, there you go. How are you doing? Doing a good? Awesome. Cool. What is this thing? It's a candle. What do we use candles for? Oh, you're the one for kids. So yeah, you do. To give light, that's right. So do you know why we have candles up here? Um, to give some light. Give some light. So uh, yeah, so you got to all see what the pastor looks like, or the pastor could read the book. And, yeah, but we got these lights now. But a long time ago, they didn't have these kind of lights, did they? All they had was candlelight. And a thousand years before Jesus was born even, let me, can I tell you, can I tell you a quick little story about what they used to do? So up here, that, see that big box right there? Yeah. We call that an altar. And in the old and old and olden days, and thank goodness we don't do this anymore, but they used to, they used to have some special offerings of animals, and they would burn the animals, like, like food, like steaks and chicken and that kind of stuff, but more biblical animals. And the aroma would go up to where God was. And that was, they called it a burnt offering or a food offering. And so the altar, there was always a fire going on the altar, so, so the smoke would rise. Have you ever been somewhere and you walk inside and like, mm, I, this smells good? Like food? Yeah. yeah. Good answer. Good answer. One kid at the first service says, nope, never had good food. Like, oh, mm-hmm, boy. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, well, in Jesus' time, they kind of stopped doing that. But they still had a candle on the altar to represent the eternal presence of God because God is light. In, when he created the whole world, the very first thing that God made was light. Somehow we made light before the sun and the moon and the stars. That, if, you, if you read it, that, the light was there. And, uh, so we keep the light going at all times, and it's simple. We don't use fireworks. We don't use pyrotechnics. I know, we, we, you know, but uh, we keep it simple and just the candle. And so may the light that, that, that God has for us, we also take out into the world. For you are the light of the world. Can you pray with me today? Let's pray. God above, we give thanks that you provide light in dark places, that you provide hope in places of hopelessness, that you provide love in places where it might be in short supply. Let your light shine in us so that we might be a light to others. Amen. Amen. Thanks for coming down today. And I will put this back. (laughs) You might also see on the altar communion elements, if this is your first time here, we do communion uh, once a month, the first Sunday of the month. Uh, here at this Methodist church, and we'll have that a little later on. As we come to the offertory, a word of thanks to those who participate in the, in the giving to this church, you make the ministries here happen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sometimes we share at this time some of the ministries that we do, and sometimes volunteer opportunities. And that's what I want to highlight today, a volunteer opportunity. Uh, how do we get the communion bread, and where do we, who, who fills up all those little cups? that we use for communion for both services. 
uh, it's, right now it's ministry staff and uh, the people that we have in the office who help uh, create these elements. Other churches I've had, it's been a volunteer who, who loves baking bread or would love to uh, support this ministry. If you'd like to help out with communion once a month and, and help us prepare the elements, let one of us know, and we would love to get you involved in that, uh, that ministry. Um, it's, 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 it's a neat ministry to see everyone uh, feast and be, uh, become one with, uh, one with a Savior through the gifts that you do. Let us receive the offertory. the simple gifts. Tis a gift to be simple. Tis a gift to be free. Come on up, Bonnie. While she comes on up. Uh, I, I like that tune. It's an old shaker tune. And me great-great-grandpa was a shaker in East Pennsylvania. Uh, come from a long line of that. And uh, we, we, we sang simple gifts at the first service, but we looked why can't it be simple, right? Uh, that's the sermon series to, uh, for today, anyway. Uh, simplicity. Uh, so we wanted to sing Tis a gift to be simple. We could, it's not in the hymnal. So we finally found a hymnal. Debbie found a hymnal that it was in. So great, but it's only one verse. I'm like, oh, I want to sing more than one verse. And we found a resource that had three verses. Like, great. And then uh, we keep everything on board, legal, legal as we can. So we have a CCLI license that lets us shoot words up on the screen. And we couldn't find the, 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 the person. We, we couldn't find it. And we can't legally. We could have done it. No one's going to know. But I would know, and I would have guilt. That guilt gets in the way of my, a lot of my fun. But uh, uh, so we finally found, uh, Debbie found the publisher and had to do paperwork and fill all this out. And then they finally got back and says, we'll let you know in four weeks if you could use this. And we're like, oh, for the love of everything. Why can't it be simple? Yep. So one of our ministry staff wrote lyrics, and that's what we sang for the first service. But appreciate the simple gifts. And today's scripture, I promise, will tie into simplicity. The first reading is from Leviticus chapter 25. Count off seven Sabbath years, seven times seven years, so that the seven Sabbath years amount to a period of 49 years. Then have the trumpet sounded everywhere on the tenth day of the seventh month. On the Day of Atonement, sound the trumpet throughout your land. Consecrate the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. Each of you is to return to your family property and to your own clan. The fiftieth year shall be a jubilee for you. Do not sow and do not reap what grows of itself 
or harvest the untended vines, for it is a jubilee and is to be holy for you. Eat only what is taken directly from the fields. In this year of jubilee, everyone is to return to their own property. The land must not be sold permanently because the land is mine and you reside in my land as foreigners and strangers. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 14. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. May God add his blessing to the reading of this word. Thanks, buddy. Like I said, we're in, a, we're in the middle of a sermon series on Christian uh, disciplines that we've used over the centuries. And uh, this is an outward spiritual discipline. Uh, we're, we're, we're in the middle of it, so, so my, my, my guess is uh, the pastor saw his shadow, so we have six more weeks of the sermon series. That's, that's what we have. So back in my heathen days, we used to have some poker parties at our house. Can I hear a sound of shock? I know. We'd invite folk over, and we'd play for nickels and dimes and quarters, because that's all we had was nickels and dimes and quarters. But it was more for just the get-togethers, some family, a couple friends. And we'd play different variations of card games. And uh, John Wesley, our founder, would be rolling in his grave if he heard a Methodist preacher using this as as an illustration. But um, if my cousin Scott was there... Uh, sometime in the night, he'd say, let me teach you a new game. And he was wiser in the ways of the world when it came to these kinds of games. And he would teach us something new, but oh, it was always so complicated. Uh, Scott's rules. Twos are wild. Sevens are eights if a nine is showing. Uh, Aces are worth double on Tuesdays. If you're wearing blue, your auntie's auntie's triple. You know, these, these kind of rules. I'm, exag- I'm exaggerating a little, just a little. And in the end, we've discovered that the complicated games that Scott would teach us should just be named Scott Takes Your Money. <laughs> that was the whole idea. No one knows what's going on. Well, it's a motto at our house, and I used it earlier. Why, why can't it just be simple? Why can't it just be simple? Have you ever worked on a project at your house that took three times as long and cost three times as much than it should have? Why why can't it be simple? We have books and books on how to make life simple. We need lots of storage for things that will simplify our lives. Marie Kondo asks, uh, you know, if what we have brings us joy. We work on storage at our house. We need storage for this, storage for that. We, we don't have a storage problem. Do you know what we have? Too much stuff problem. <laughs> too much stuff going on in our house. Too much stuff going on in my calendar. Too much stuff going on up here all the time. Three o'clock in the morning, I'm thinking about something that happened three years ago or something that's going to happen five years from now. And I just stop, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. Our scripture reading this morning, the big one from Leviticus, was an attempt at keeping something simple. Jubilee. When the Israelites entered into the promised land, every tribe was allotted a certain section of land. 
depending on their population, depending on uh, what, some were farmers, some were ranchers, and so everyone kind of got their piece of the pie, if you will. So you see Manasseh over here, Gad's in the middle, Naphtali up there, Simeon's kind of an island in the middle down below, but you see the 12 tribes, well, 11 tribes, Levi didn't get one, Uh, they they were priests, but uh, 11, 11 places of land, and in the tribe, they doled out to all the families. This is your little section. Here's your section. Here's your section. Kind of like what we did on the old Oregon Trail. Coming out here. You filed your claim. And then uh, you, know, you parcel it out. And, and, and away you go. And you could do what you wanted to do with your land. You could buy, sell, trade, whatever. But every 50 years, something special happened. In the Bible, seven is a special number. You know, seven days of creation, seven, seven's big. And, and so you would have seven years, or you'd, you'd have six years of caring for the land, of, of growing and harvesting and all that, but on the seventh year, you didn't do anything. It was a Sabbath year, seventh. You know, we'd have seventh, seventh day, seventh year. Uh, long story short, they didn't know about crop rotation or how to get nitrates back into the land. And they discovered that if you leave it fallow for one year out of, out of seven, you get better crops. And so that's, they, they, they put it in their, in their calendar. So they do that for seven times. Seven times seven is 49. And then on the 50th, that was the big one. Who, you might not make the big one. You know, who knows what the life age expectancy was for them back in the day. You might not see a jubilee year, but if you did, it's going to be the big one. Jubilee. Every 50 years, the land reverted back to the original family. The passage is even on our Liberty Bell. There's a Liberty Bell. Proclaim liberty throughout all the land. And unto all the inhabitants thereof, taken straight from this passage. So, for instance, and I'm going to use our, our names today. If the Smiths had the, had, had the family land, this is your allotment. And you could do whatever you want with it. You could buy, sell, trade, whatever. But at the end of 50 years, this land had to go back to the Smiths or their heirs. Any servants that you picked up, a servant is a nice way of saying slave, any slaves that you picked up along the way at 50 years, free. There's no generation of generation of generation of of, of servanthood. All debts are canceled. If you had a MasterCard or a student loan, student loans last 50 years now, so you still free. So the idea was, when you purchased a piece of property, you weren't really purchasing it. You were just leasing it up until that 50 years. And so you'd pay more if there was 40 years left. You'd pay less if there's 10 years left, that kind of thing. But after 50 years, that's, this is the, that's the important thing. It's a major reset. Slaves go free. All debts canceled. You get your land back. The whole idea, the hope was... It would be impossible for a small group of people to gobble up all the rights to the land, all the money, all the property, collect some, some servants over all these years. They, they lived under Pharaoh. They didn't want another Pharaoh. They wanted more of an egalitarian kind of society. Every 50 years, a reset, the playing field level again. Keep it simple. Do you know how many times 
they, the, the nation of Israel proclaimed a jubilee and, and did this? Guess how many times? Zero. They didn't do it. The Lord said, proclaim jubilee. And they, they said, okay, jubilee. And the people in charge, the rich people, whoever was in charge of this, yeah, we're, we're, we're keeping our land. <laughs> we're keeping our servants. We're going to keep. They never did it. Because in 50 years, life gets complicated. In 50 years, several generations now, who, who, who does the land go to? Well, this person married into this person, so did they meant to, And it just got overly complicated. It was never enforced. Even though it's true that life can be complex, the common people who heard Jesus speak were glad because what he was saying was simple. Jesus had a simple message that we church people try to overcomplicate. He would say, love thy neighbor. He did not say, display empathy in a psychic ethnocentricity. Didn't say it like that. He said, fear not, I have overcome the world. He did not say, unlock your inner self. The existential predicament has been transcended. I can't even say half these words. It's a good thing I don't speak for a living. But the... Paul said it like this. Better five words that people can understand than 10,000 words that are just over-the-top complicated. Right? Simplicity is best. Jesus simplified everything he touched. The Old Testament, if you followed the Old Testament, you had 640-some rules to follow. Thank God Moses simplified it down to 10 Ten commandments. Jesus even took that ten and simplified it down to two. Love God and love your neighbor. Simplify, simplify, simplify. And he even cut it down to one. Just, just love the Lord with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your soul, with all your mind. Uh, the uh, philosopher Thoreau said it like this. Simplify, simplify, simplify. I say, let your affairs be as two or three, and not a hundred or a thousand. Instead of a million, count half a dozen, and keep your accounts on your thumbnail. In other words, keep it simple. Keep your life simple. Easy for you to say. I have a family. Easy for you to say. I need two jobs. Easy for you to say. I know life it gets complicated on its own. We don't need to throw extra stuff on top of it. Here in the world of faith, it's simple. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Simple. But we want to we make it more complex, this simple gospel. We want to add other requirements here and there. This gives us a measure of power, a measure of, of, of superiority. Do you believe he didn't, Jesus didn't ask what your politics were. Just believe. He didn't ask about your pronouns. He didn't ask about your, uh, your, your status in, in the community. He didn't ask on, on your wealth or where you lived. Just believe. I swear, when I get to heaven, I'm going to be surprised who I see there. And some people might be surprised to see me there as well. Simple. Do you believe? Come on in.
Proclaim Jubilee. So uh, it, I'm looking at the clock. They got the cl- I know when I'm going too long because they got the clock. Take a look back there. They got, they got the clock going. All right, Pastor Mike, there's the time. So here's, <laughs> that's how they keep it simple. Here's, here's five ways to simplify your life. Are you ready? Five ways to simplify your life. And you know most of these. Number one, declutter your house. Just declutter. You have too much stuff. <laughs> Stephanie and I, my wife and I, we have lived in eight houses in 26 years. Pastors, we kind of move around a bit. But we haul stuff around the country everywhere we go. And, and every move, we, I, I swear, I lift up a box and we haven't opened this box in three houses. Why are we still carrying these boxes? That's what we do. And, 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 and then I just go through the kitchen. When's the last time we used the quesadilla maker? When's the last time we used the wok? How many blenders do we need? And, and, and I kind of nitpick and I go through the kitchen and I get on my high horse a little bit. And then she pulls me into the garage. How many circular saws do you need? 16 hammers, really? 16? Yeah. How many... You, are not, you have 14,000 boxes of nails half used. Go, get rid of them. Donate them, do something. We, have a, we don't have a storage problem. We have a too much stuff problem. And Pastor Mike, that's not spiritual. That's just stuff. Honestly, it's, you carry the weight of the stuff you have. It's nice to have a memory box full of stuff, but I don't need, I don't need everything my kid ever made. I don't need every picture. I don't need just peace, right? Number two, value the people that you value. Stop hanging around the toxic people around you. Think about your close friends. Think about the people that you care about. When's the last time you called them? When's the last time you actually made an I Well, I sent them a Christmas card. That's something, Call them. It's amazing. Uh, I, I got this little, I, got a, I don't even know why I call it a phone because I never call people on my phone. Uh, those zo- I got to kill those zombies or I got to do something. Or the, oh, I got to crush that candy. But I don't call people on my phone. I, I need to make a better point of the people that I love and care about to show them that I love and care about them. Do you know how to, do you know how to spell love? Do you know how to spell love? T I. M-E. That's how you spell love. Show your time. Don't hang around the toxic people. Pastor Mike, my spouse is my toxic person. Okay, that's another issue, but we've got to figure that out. Number three. Just get your finances in some form of order. Just an order. I'm not, not going to belate, belate this one, but you know what you have coming in. Know what you have going out. Let your spouse know what's going on if that's in your household. Uh, God is not a God of disorder, but a God of peace. Disorder and peacefulness are opposites. Uh, the last couple weeks, I've done, done two funerals here. And not at this church, but at another church, I remember this, this, this widow came in. We were going to talk about uh, her husband's funeral. And she said, I don't know where anything's at. I don't even know where we bank. I don't know our account numbers. I don't know our passwords. 
I, I don't know what to do. Give a gift of love to your spouse. If you're the one who handles this stuff, have something, uh, something ready to go that has just information. It's a gift of love that you can give. At our house, we have a file. We, it's, it's horribly named. It's called our croak file. <laughs> if, I, if I croak, here, this is everything. This is where all our accounts. Here's our, uh, if you go to our house and look on the back of the fridge, you'll see on a magnet three pages of passwords, right? I don't, I don't know if we have life insurance. I've had that one. I don't know if we have life insurance. State Farm did a study uh, a while back that uh, said one-fourth of all life insurance policies go unclaimed because the person who got it never told anyone that they had life insurance. Uh, you know, they're not going to call and say, hey, do we owe you money? That's not going to happen. Uh, check, your, check your will. Is it what you want to say? Get a will. 76% of people die without a will. If I get a will, I'll die. Guess what? It's going to happen. Do it with a will. Give, give that gift of love to your family. Uh, I, knew, I once knew a guy who divorced, remarried, but never changed the, life ins- never changed the beneficiaries on his life insurance. He died. His ex-wife got a half a million dollars. The, the, the wife he had, nothing. Now I think state laws have changed a little bit so it automatically goes to your current spouse because this was happening all the time. Do you need all your streaming services? I don't know about your house, but my kids are saying, Dad, can we get Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Pandora, Spotify, YouTube Music? And, and, and I say, no, we, we're not going to do all of this. And then last week, the, or two weeks ago, the NFL is like, hey, it's going to be on Peacock Plus. I'm like, oh, I got to get Peacock Plus for day. No, we're not going to do it. Simplify, simplify, simplify. Last one, last one for today. And I'm stealing these from Psychology Today magazine. Gain control over your time. You have time. You are in charge of your calendar. Your time is your life. So when you surrender control of your calendar to other people, you put them in control of your destiny. And I, I love our technology today, but our, our, the, it's breaking down. And, and I, how much work do I now do at home because I get the texts? And how much stuff do I do at home because I, or here be, for home because I get the, it's just so easy to blend life together. But it makes it more complicated. Work hours are not as rigid. If you're not in control of the time or if there's not enough time in the day, something's broken. Pastor Mike, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. Uh, this is before phones. Uh, before, you, you, we used to berate on television all the time, if you believe that. Uh, buddy of mine, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And then his TV went out. I'm so bored, I'm so bored, I'm so bored. <laughs> it's not a time problem. It's, it's where you put your time. In the end, this is what I know. Life may not be simple, but the Lord of life is. Love may not be simple, but the Lord of love is. The more we surrender our life to Christ, the more we are set free from the burdens of complexity, and we could just just rest in his blessings and in his peace. It's in believing and obeying our Lord that we find success in simplicity. 
It's as simple as that. Proclaim Jubilee. And the family of God said, Amen. And it was a gift that the Lord, when he chose to to make a marker of remembering his life, to choose something simple, something found in every home, in every family. We all have bread. And on the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took the bread, and he gave thanks, and he broke it. And he said, take and eat. All of you, this is my body shed for you. And after the meal, he took the cup. And he poured out the fruit of the vine, and he said, take and drink, all of you. This is my blood shed for the new covenant. For the forgiveness of sins, do this in my name. It's called House of the Lord. If willing and able, let us stand and sing together. Sing to the God who saves. 
We sing to the God who saves. We sing to the God who always makes a way. Cause he hung up on that cross and he rose up from that grave. My God still rolling stones away. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. We were the beggars. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. Now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by his grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. We were the beggars. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. Now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by his grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. Oh, oh, oh. We shout out your praise. Thank you. God is good. And all the time. Thank you to the musicians and uh, for those who made the service happen. For the people upstairs, we appreciate you. For those who are joining us online, may you find God's blessings today. And to all of you, I got to shoot it over to Pastor Jen for a moment for an announcement. What you got, Pastor Jen? Keep playing if you want. <laughs> hey, Pastor. Hey, Jen. Hey, did you know that you cannot give Valentine without Lent? You can't do what with Valentine? You can't get Valentine without Lent. You can't spell Valentine without yeah. Lent? Yeah. Think about it. Lent's in there, yeah. yeah. What's that got to do with us? Well, Lent begins on Valentine's Day this year. Ash Wednesday is Valentine's Day? Ash Wednesday is Valentine's Day. And this year, we're going to have a Lenten study, but it's going to be a little bit different than the way we've done it in the past. We're going to do something different? I know. It's shocking. I know. This year... We are going to use an individual um, devotional book, and we are asking participants to order their own book. There's information about the book in the newsletter, as well as in our e-blasts, and on the bulletin board in the FLC for adult discipleship. Everyone is being asked to get your own book to do your own daily journey with God through Lent, but then on a weekly basis starting on the 21st, 
For those that want to, we're going to gather together and uh, have a group meeting with one another to discuss um, discuss the book and to discuss our spiritual journeys. So if you would like to be a participant in those weekly meetings, we are just asking that you let the church know so that we can kind of anticipate how many people will be there. And then the last meeting that we have, we're going to bring another change. I know. We've never had, uh, at least in the time that I've been here, we've never had Stations of the Cross. That last session, we will introduce Stations of the Cross, and we will carry that out through uh, Maundy Thursday right here in the sanctuary. (coughs) Also, excuse me, if you're hungry lunch bunches today. We have some a few spots open. We're going to meet at Deja Brew at 1230. Just let me know if you'd like to go. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. That as we celebrate, we celebrate this season of, 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 of joy. May God's love, blessings, and peace go with you all. Amen. <laughs>